Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said, let's be the church. As you know, I'm um, in the Landover area today. I'm live with you, and um, I've been live with you all year long for Sunday morning in words. So um, it's a great pleasure to be with you on the air today. I've suspended the teaching in order to just continue the celebration of our um, victorious uh, return to the city of praise. Now, why I say ours because I'm no longer a member there and I haven't been there, a member there for quite some time, but I have been a what I consider the son of the church because the founders, I was very impacted by the founders from a little boy all the way up into adulthood. I was a member of that church. Um, I joined in 2004, and um, it was a great blessing. I was there all the way until Apostle Betty's last time in the sanctuary alive. And um, matter of fact, her last Sunday was my last Sunday. We had um, the last um, vivid uh, memory of me being there was um, her being, and this was a year prior to her death. So um, my last memory of her and I interaction was, was a hug, and she gave me some words of wisdom on, on the direction in which I was taking at that particular time, which was very profound. Um, so um, I'm going to be talking about that a little bit today. I wanted to um, let you hear this song that blesses me so, and then I'm going to come back and give tribute to her son, The Legacy. Um, As you know, I call him The Legacy, but Bishop Joel and Pastor Yolanda Peoples are the rightful leaders of the church. uh, They they have been for the last, they have been from the beginning, but uh, they've been officially uh, reinstalled as the pastors and as the owners of, of the judge or, or of the city of praise. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that, go into that a little bit, because I know those of you who follow me on Facebook have heard this for four years, and um, um, but there are some people who have never heard it that are listening to this broadcast today. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. And I may incorporate some wisdom in there um, if you, in fact, have experienced something like this. Church church, church is real. Uh, what people go through in life are real. Um, but victory is also real as well, and I think this is a great time to experience the victory that overcomes the world. So I've been talking about the overcoming way for the last year, and um, it's uh, important that we continue in that thread, so I will resume after I finish the mini-series next week, and we'll go into the new teaching of, uh, of the new volume of teaching of Overcoming the World, Volume 3. And um, we have two more volumes in Overcoming the World, and then we're going to go into Overcoming My Faith, and that's going to take us well into next year. So um, thank you for listening to the broadcast. And note that once I come back on, I'm going to go straight into this commentary and tribute and um, we're going to hear now a wonderful song from Erica Savidra, God Our Salvation.
Please let people know that we're on the air and that we're on live. Spread the word that I'm going to be doing my tribute momentarily. So now enjoy Erica Savita.
to be praised. What an awesome ministry gift, Erica Savidra, and I encourage you to get her information. Let's pray, and then I'll get into our commentary. Father, we do praise you, and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made me rejoice, and I'm glad we do. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that makes makes me confident to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me a clear articulation of speech and the liberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do, anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, God never empowers mutiny. God does things in decency and in order. And there's an order to God. Whereas God places honor upon the names of men. Most people don't understand this because we're in a society that misconstrues influence with authority. So we as the body of Christ have to um, be very keen as to how we represent an all-holy God because ultimately God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God honors the names of people. The scripture lets us know in Genesis that he will make our names great as a part of the covenant that he established with us. And there are certain graces upon names uh, which not only identify who we are, but also what we can do. And because of the way this society, um, where everybody's opinion matters, uh, often that concept of authority on the names in which people bear have been diminished and disregarded and disrespected. But ultimately, God has the last and final say, and he knows exactly who he has anointed and placed in certain positions for such a time as this. You know, the steps of good men are not suggested of the Lord, but they are ordered of God. So sometimes even beyond our own ability, because of the glory and the authority that he's placed on our names, we cannot do any old kind of things because, as I always tell you, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all, and he demands that we accept Jesus as Lord. And so... uh, a lot of times when you when you make a stance and you um, uphold truth, truth is not always regarded 
as a, a sovereign verdict from God. But truth is truth, regardless of whether people accept it or not. And so proclaiming those types of truths in its absolute and authoritative stand, standard, and meaning, meaning sometimes you get uh, persecuted. But my scripture says, blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so um, we know ultimately if you stand up for what is right, God will reward you for that act of righteousness. God never empowers mutiny. When God establishes uh, a nation, a people, a standard, he does it solely by the way of righteousness. And there's no need to manipulate or to contradict or confuse or to construe anything contrary to the truth when the truth is the standard. Um, in times like these, we have to pay close attention as to how we represent the truth. And um, a few years ago when we were members of the City of Praise, um, now, now the City of Praise, known as Jericho. There's a mandate given by a man and woman of God, James and Betty Peebles, in the 1960s to raise up a people of no nonsense that were focused on the Word of God and to worship God in spirit and in truth. They built that church from their own hands, from their resources, from the resources of countless of people who are now recorded in the heavens as witnesses of of the of what was taking place at that city. God had empowered them to build a city of faith, a place called the Jericho City of Praise, a place of praise where the people could come and receive healing um, based on the word of God and based on the worship and the witnesses of heart. Uh, that was done. Um, in the started in D.C. in the 60s and in the 70s and in the 80s. And um, around the 80s, the Lord had anointed uh, Apostle or at that time Pastor Betty Peoples with a special voice to teach the Word of God, one of the first African-American females ever to take such a role in partnership with her husband, co-pastoring, um, which, which in that connotation, for lack of better words, um, um, because Bishop Peoples was very much so the pastor and founder of the City of Praise and or Jericho at the time, Jericho um, Ministries. Um, um, but at that time, we had never seen an African-American teach the Word of God other than Dr. Fred Price on the radio. But there was a lady in D.C. who was teaching on the radio the Word of God. Now, that's where I first heard. I was very little when I first heard uh, Apostle Betty Peebles. Matter of fact, when I first saw her, I did not know she was the same one that came on the radio. Um, one, because I was too short, and every time she spoke, the people would jump up and they would cheer so that you could hardly see her because she was sitting down. And um, one thing I do remember when she was um, much younger and she started first started pastoring, and they were at the old church. Uh, she would have rings on all four of her fingers, and I had never seen <laughs> uh, uh, um, one 
two things. She always matched with her husband, and they always wore, uh, she had some very nice jewelry. She was always a person of elegance and class, her and her husband and their family. And I, um, when I was there, I was a little boy at the old church, and I would play with the, um, the grandchildren during Praise Fest. And it was such a homely, even though it was a huge church for that, for that period of time, at that time, it still is huge, but it was a very large church at that time. They had a feeling of just being home. So me and my mother were introduced to the church years ago when they started Praise Fest, and by the son-in-law, or by the son, rather, James Peoples, Jr., or the second, and he went to be with the Lord in 97. Um, but... Um, so we we used to come there um, to visit as a very I was very young um, at the time I wasn't young in '97 but I was young during the early praise festivals in the '90s late '80s and '90s that we used to go to um, and we loved coming to the church we weren't members at that at that time um, me and my mom weren't members at the time but that's where I started hearing about um, Jericho. City uh, Jericho Ministries at that time. So um, Dr. Betty um, had a special anointing to teach the Word of God, and um, one of the first uh, females to ever ministers to ever establish a Bible college. And I know her daughter-in-law um, and other people were instrumental in developing that. But I'm telling you, there was an anointing on her teaching, especially Bible chronology and. Um, just her teaching on the word um, and her teaching methodology where she would have you repeat after her and, and it would help you internalize the message. And for years we heard on the radio daily uh, with her morning inspirations and then the times on Saturdays where she would teach the word and tell us what she was going to teach on Sunday and then on the Sunday broadcast and the live broadcast and television. It was just remarkable what this woman of God and her husband were achieving. Um, um, and I'm, there are millions of stories, but at the end of the day, um, they were anointed of God to lead, and the growth that was taking place at that church, people were coming um, from all over just to hear this lady teach the word um, because of the, the, the fervency of her message and the clarity and the clarion call to correct our understanding of the, of the right division of the word of God, because if it can be wrongly divided, or if it can be rightly divided, it can be wrongly divided. And so we need to learn how to rightly divide the word of truth. So anyway, make a long story short, years later, her husband passed away and her sons passed away, and then she moves in uh, with uh, into the city of praise, the 10,000-seat sanctuary. The property is immaculate. It has a senior citizens complex. It has a, a working complex. It has hundreds of hundreds of acres. They have acres that are not even being used, even to this day. They could probably build three of their churches on their property and still have space. Um, that's how massive the space is. And so there's a lot of entities to that property that brings in a lot of wealth. They even own portions of the of the parking lots of a major um, of a major um, football team. So 
um, it is a place or a force to be reckoned with. Long story short, um, is this. Four years ago, after the death of Apostle Betty Peters, actually I was there the day that she passed away working. Um, I had worked in the pantry for several years, um, um, volunteering, you know, um, to work in the pantry. Um, there. So I was there every Tuesday and Thursday at the church and had some great experiences. And then she died on a Tuesday. And um, we remember the sound. I remember the sound on the call when people were calling and they were saying she was gone. Um, we had to clear the area. Little did I know the people that I was with were going to actually be instrumental in the um, instrumental in the um, mutiny that I've been talking about that took place. And there was a mutiny that taken place, and they had done some things illegally to take over the church, and they disbarred the founder's son of the church, who was a man of integrity and man of God. Him and his um, wife are lovely people. And ultimately, uh, what took place was dishonorable and despicable in the eyes of God. Here you have thousands of people that are devoted to the integrity of the church, disbarred from their own church, forced to worship in a temporary place at schools and hotels. And you have a couple of people, a couple, a few people who established a mutiny that took over the assets of the church, which was in the millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, in addition to um, in addition to them appointing people that weren't qualified to lead such a congregation. The reason why I say they weren't qualified was because they did not bear the name which God had anointed to lead and govern the affairs of the city of Praise. And so we were confident. That's what promoted me, the act of righteousness, to know that God does not empower mutiny but he bears honor on the names of which have been devoted to serve him. You see that with the Levitical priesthood, God did not haphazardly chose Abraham to be the father of faith or any other person. Uh, the scripture says he'll make your name great. So the people's names was great, and I think it needed to be protected, and they should not have had to voice their own defense. So some of us um, in the church spoke out. We told the truth. We said, no, her vision was intact. She was not insane. She, she was not mentally unstable and unfit to lead her church, and that she would never attack her own child um, without, letting, without letting the church know, first of all, that there was even a, an offense if there was one, you know. There's a lot of stuff going out there, a lot of things being said. So the fact that they even had, they had four pastors come in there and they, they voted the, uh, Pastor Joel out of his own church and compromised and attacked his family. He has children, and he has to, he's the, uh, now the uh, patriarch of his family, personal asset out of their, uh, you know, out of the, uh, their uh, pension funds that were preserved for their family. They abuse a man and woman of God. And I couldn't be silent about that. Some people could say, you know, well, just pray about it. God will fix it. No, God doesn't fix things that we have the power to fix. 
He's done all that he's going to do. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Somebody had to stand up for what is right. And in doing that, you take a lot of flack. But at the end of the day, you know that your conscience is clear because what you're standing on is the solid rock of God's righteous resolves that, hey, if for God you live and God you die, you stand up for what is right. Now, to make a long story short, God reversed it this year. I've been talking about the overcoming way. When you know what is right and you do what is right and you live for what is right, those things which are right come back to you and reward you for your faithfulness. And that's exactly what happened. God reversed court cases, decisions. They were able to hear the truth, and they were able to see that who they had displaced was a disgrace, and God had empowered them to go beyond and go further. So I'm excited because for four years, prayers are being answered. People that have prayed for years, it wasn't a one-man show. It's bigger than Pastor Pastor, uh, Bishop Joe Peoples and his wife or the people's family, for that matter. It was the restoration of the honor in which the founders of that particular church had established a a righteous place was rewarded again because they would have never wanted to see their church divided or destroyed through divisive means uh, of people that were just money-hungry and just wanted property. God never empowers mutiny. Um, there are thousands of articles out there, but you have to be careful because there are some that are just erroneous. But the majority of the ones that are true, um, you can find them on my websites and social media platforms as well. Tell you this, God has truly reversed it. And so I wanted to give honor to Bishop Joe because he didn't, Although he was hurt and although he was outcast of his own inheritance, he operated in unconditional love toward those that had offended them. He never said a word against them, an accusation. He prayed for them. He kept his peace. He had a peace when other people wanted to fight, he held his peace. And God has rewarded him for holding his peace. And in spite of all that has happened, he still holds his peace. Um, so uh, the acts of humility are profound. Um, I don't know any other person that could endure such things. Uh, to lose your father, your mother, your brothers, all in a matter of 10 to 15 years, without having a chance to breathe because you have to pastor, you have to continue. And then on top of the losses of your loved ones, you'd be being plunged in a legal battle because people want what is rightfully yours and still having to uphold your children and send them to school and and um because they all they're all going to college and they're doing well, they're wonderful children and and to be able to do that and protect his his in laws and um who are who are widows and and his and his nephews and nieces, who all had questions and pain, you got to hold on and you got to have something real in order to have that type of standard standard. You know, so we thank the Lord that He was able to uh, really um, stand that that type of test and uh, endure 
doing that and it, and to serve as a model of how we take on persecution for righteous sake. And so God rewards those that are faithful. And he and he says in the scripture, Jesus said this in the scripture, which is profound, which anybody needs to take note of. When you're walking for the Lord, there has been no one that have left houses, land, money or inheritances in this that won't receive it a hundredfold in this lifetime if they did it for Jesus. You get what I'm saying? So the victory was ensured because of his namesake. (laughs) So because he took on the name of Christ, Christ ensured that Joel would have victory. Bishop Joel would have victory in this circumstance. And so that's that's also another powerful tool. God never empowers mutiny. But he does uphold a name. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, this story has um, has turned out beautiful in the eyesight of God. Today at 430, um, at the Jericho City of Praise, the largest church in the state of Maryland, families and the nations of the earth will witness history today. And the history is this that God's righteous resolve at the end of the day will stand. The history is also this, that God will reward those who upheld his name despite what they gained or lost. He will uphold those who upheld his name. Other thing is this, uh, God, God, God is, in control. Now, I know we we don't like to say that because we know that the things that are going on in the earth definitely don't depict whether or not uh, God is in you. You can look outside your your window and see how people are hateful. They're, they're killing one another. They're cheating. They're stealing. They're lying. They're cussing. They're fucking. And, of course, God is not in control of that. But God is in control of his plan. And his plan will prevail whether we like it or not. That's one thing about God. All things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose or his plan. So God's plan and God's purpose always prevail. Is that for me? Amen. Amen. So, I got five minutes left, <laughs> and I've said a lot. Um, I want you to be a part of history. I want you to know the story. I want you to learn from this situation. Some of you may be facing in your churches people that are creating mutinies. What side will you stand on? People will say, I'm not on, one, I'm not on no one side. I'm on the Lord's side. No, you're not on the Lord's side. You need to choose a side. He need to choose to say this is right, this is wrong. When um, the situation occurred, there were many people that I personally confronted. Um, I asked questions. I wanted to know the truth. And love for the truth is essential really to stand and uphold righteousness. You cannot avoid the truth because it's the truth that makes us free. And I tell you, um, people try to do a whole lot of things underhandedly, but ultimately, if you don't live for God, you're going to have to stand up for what is right. You're going to have to choose. You're going to have to be the one 
that stands when others fall. You have to be the one that even if they, if, if everybody else says no, and you know that righteousness says yes, you should say yes. And um, this is a victory not just for the people that are members of the church and not just for people that were involved in the situation, but this is a victory for the church to let the world know that God upholds his name and God will restore and do what it takes. Irregardless of how many oppositions come, the Lord will will prevail any circumstance that is against his authoritative will because he's God all by himself and besides him there is no other. Amen. Now, um, again, join us today. You're going to see a lot of information on my page. I've been blowing it up. I'm so excited. I'm already in the area. I know the thing starts at 4. I'll probably be there at 1. I don't know what time we're going to be there. We're going to be there early. Um, get there. If you're not, if you're in the metropolitan area, I want you to come and witness history today. I, I want you to see a church that's coming back together with love and reconciliation. I want you to hear um, hear the stories of and hear the sound that's in the city. What were we fighting for? We were fighting for honor. What will we, you know, we we fight the good fight. Some things you got to fight for. The kingdom suffering violent and the violent taken by force. Some things you don't talk out, you fight out. And I know people don't like that because, cause, but the scripture always tells us that. You can see conquest in the scripture. And some things are battles. And at the end, there's going to be a winner. And in this situation, the city of praise was the winner. Amen. And so, um. It's awesome. A lot of things being said, but the truth it still needs to be understood. And um, um, I, there's a book that I've written, written on, on uh, in light of the situation called The Walls Come Tumbling Down. And um, I talk about, you know, how to prevent you and how to secure some things that we didn't know that we had to secure because of the situation. And I think that. That's a talk that pastors, especially pastors and ministers, need to have as far as future planning in the case of the demise of the pastor. What do you do to prevent mutiny? What do you do to ensure that the person that you've established as the, as the person that transitions the congregation is secure and safe? How do you protect them? How do you uphold them? People need support. See, because what you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. If you're faithful in that which is another man, he'll give you true riches. But if you're not, he won't even give you true riches because you haven't, you haven't paid your price, which is, which is placing your love life in the life of somebody else's just because of who they are. A lot of messages, a lot of information was, was gained through these messages, and I pray that in this in this time, you understand the power of love and the power of righteousness and the power of truth. All of that in the names which God has anointed and authorized to govern his church. Keep walking in truth. Keep standing up for what is right. Because in the end, the righteous will prevail. The righteous will always prevail. 
So, listen, I'm excited. I'm so pumped. I can't wait. I haven't been to the city in four years, and I can't wait till this afternoon when I go on the land and celebrate. I am um, also excited that you listen to the broadcast today. And we honor and salute Bishop Joel and Yolanda Peoples for the extraordinary standards of righteousness that they have upheld and for, the, for them just experiencing the restoration of their family's work. And we thank God for them and their family. We love them with all our hearts. And we love each and every one of you who listened today to this commentary. And we know that you're blessed. And whatever t- things you set your hands to do, you will do. Because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. This is LeVon Wheelan, founder of Living Glory Campaign. Live today, a commentary tribute on of the return to the city of praise and join us. And I'm going to give a whole nother um, uh, broadcast on the highlights of the event, sharing pictures, check my blog out. I'm going to take plenty of pictures today. Uh, It's going to be immaculate. I'm going to give you some more information. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. We'll be on next Sunday. We'll be on this Thursday. we got more teaching coming out. Get your notebooks out. Join us in the word of God. Check out our previous episodes. We have been teaching for the last eight years. You have missed hundreds of hundreds of hours of study in the Word of God. So join us and continue listening to the broadcast. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you at 4 o'clock today at the City of Praise. God bless you. Bye-bye.